Hello and welcome to Uni Life and Ish, sharing stories from university students on their interests, ambitions, motivations, and lessons learned on the academic journey. This podcast is brought to you by International Students House, a charity organization that provides accommodation for international and British students in London. Together with university partners and supporters, we provide a safe home and a social program that enables students to succeed. My name is Musa Buenali and I'm your host. My guest today, Nozipo, hails from the beautiful kingdom of Eswatini. Nozipo is an environmental health and safety and quality risk management professional and management systems auditor. Her goal is to help organizations make positive impacts on society and the environment through adopting sustainable business practices. My name is Nozipo Nomzana Mziago. It actually means the girl bringing plenty of gifts to the small family. Ooh. Yeah, I guess it should tell you I'm from a very small family, but um, when you I say have a lot small, of extended. When you say small, well, small in context, in context to the African culture, mm-hmm. it is relatively small. And our surname, the Mziago surname, is not widely known. Okay. Um, so it is a small family, so to say. Yeah. Um, my names come from my father's side of the family. I guess they foresaw something. So mm. yeah, I'm bringing gifts, hopefully, <laughs> to them. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is in environmental sciences. I fell in love with the discipline while still in high school. We had a, a an environmental initiative called Yongenawe. Mm-hmm. It basically means uh, protect what's yours. Mm. You know, yeah. So I joined that that initiative, and I knew I knew I had to to study the, the environmental sciences. Well, is, is my, that something that's popular that people actually take up environmental studies? Because I know uh, having some African background, that you know, it, uh, uh, the typical careers are doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah. So yeah. how how was that for your family? Were they were they accepting of you to study that? They encourage you? <laughs> no, you're actually very right. I, I mean, it goes also with if you are very um, skilled in the sciences, yeah. everyone assumes you're going to be a doctor yeah. or you're going to get into IT. And I actually got accepted to study medicine at the university of Wits, 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 Wits Rand, which is Wits in, in, in Joburg, South Africa. Mm. And I also got accepted to study biochemistry in mm-hmm. UCT, University of Cape Town. And those are prestigious universities in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. But because I knew exactly, I, I had already, well, initially I studied from, I, I applied for medicine. That was, there was no environmental sciences, but I knew in the back of my head, that's what I wanted to do. So I was kind of like sneaky. Okay. <laughs> and, um, my family thought I was going to go to Vitz, mm. which is in Joburg and closer to home. But I said, I'm going to Cape Town with, with the mind that I will change my course. And that's what I actually did when I, okay. when, I um, when I got to first year. I changed from biochemistry and um, I don't, I've forgotten the full 
full course title, but it was biochem. There was biochemistry involved. And I changed and went to the animal, plant and environmental sciences school without them and, knowing. And the person who was funding your education, what did they say? Are <laughs> <laughs> you curious how you worked that out? I was very sneaky. I, I did my three years. Um, I did my three years without telling them. Really? Yeah, so what my... would you say when you would go home during the holiday? I would show them my results. But, you know, I mean, the, the good thing is as long as you have very good results, they don't get into the nitty gritties of what course are you what doing? Subject? You know, wow. so it was it was it was kind of sneaky, mm-hmm. but good. And they only took interest in my final year. When you're not doing now your research, you need, to, you need to apply for your job. No, oh. they were thinking, where are you going to work? <laughs> We should we should start applying in the labs and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to look for a nature conservation park. And like, what are you talking about? Because I'm doing environmental sciences. Uh-huh. So that's when um it kind of made uh, itself known that I was doing environmental sciences. Mm. But yeah, um they weren't, I think my mom is a very supportive person. So mm-hmm. If she if 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 she has if you give her good reason to mm-hmm. go for something and uh, she 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 could see I love this and I was doing well at school mm-hmm. and I I I literally completed um on uh, within the three years mm-hmm. which wasn't at that time it wasn't a normal thing you had to you had to fail you had to repeat you had to supplement you, know, once you had in to a while, supplement yes. you know it was a normal thing so with her I think she saw how interested I was in the field mm-hmm. and she's like okay. Um, it's fine. I'll support you. And she did. She did. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, environmental sciences were not so popular Mm -hmm. and getting a job was not (laughs) an easy thing, Mm -hmm. which I still think it's still, but at least now the field is more common, um, commonly taught as well in schools. So, 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 yeah, so she did support me in my internships, which were unpaid by the way. Mm. So she supported me for a good two years after undergrad. Mm-hmm. And um, within those two years, I did my honors degree mm-hmm. um, in environmental sciences again. Yeah. And But um, I was fortunate enough to get a, a, a good job well, um, in a parastatal, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a government parastatal, uh, um, an energy utility back home. Mm-hmm. And that's when my career kicked off. Okay. Um, yeah. That's when my career kicked off and I got involved in, get a, got exposed really in a lot of business management frameworks that I use by organizations and that grew an interest in me. So I would say I kind of moved from the natural sciences to mm-hmm. to management, business management as a discipline. And that's what I've been trying to pursue um, okay. going forward. So in Having completed my honors degree, I decided to do my master's as well, mm-hmm. but it was self-funded. And at that time, going into a management course needed a lot of money. So I figured, let me continue with what I know, be an expert in my field, and I will see how to transition towards being a business sustainability expert in future. Okay. Yeah, so in 2019, I graduated with my master's in environmental sciences, mm-hmm. but focus in my transition was very 
strategic because my research focused on using environmental management frameworks within the business environment. So already I had started my transition and it was easy for me then to apply to Burbank University of London Mm -hmm. and apply for a management course because of my research as I'd already started working on that. Wow. So you used, you basically used your work experience to determine your research, which then give you gave you an opportunity to the next stage. Okay, and what are you yeah. studying now? Yeah, so currently I'm studying corporate responsibility and sustainability. Okay, which is more now getting um, into details of how organizations can develop uh, financially, considering the environmental and social um, aspects when creating their value. So what I want to do is really be in the decision-making or help organizations make better decisions in terms mm. of going green. I know mm-hmm. going green is, is a big word these days, but they do need to go green. They do need to consider environmental implications of their processes. They do need to also consider social implications of their processes. So that's what I'm currently doing. And that's where I see myself helping organizations do I like the fact that you seem you seem very determined. You knew what you wanted to study from right from undergrad. You knew exactly what you wanted. You have been strategic in getting yourself, you know, into the the career path that you wanted to to go. And I I just had a, another interview um in the last interview and it in Again, another determined um, woman who knew what she wanted and, Mm. you know, went for it, even when she faced some stumbling blocks, went for it. What would you say have been like the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome so far in your academic journey? I think the the biggest hurdles really in in an academic, my academic journey per se, would, would be trying to make sure that every area of your life is winning and you Mm. are accomplishing in every area of your life. I did mention that I I self-funded my master's degree Mm -hmm. and it was in another prestigious university with, and Mm. you know, so expensive. And you also now growing in your career. Cause I had, I had, I got confirmed in my permanent position in 2015 Mm -hmm. and 2015, I graduated with my honors degree and, um, in 2016, I started thinking about how I was going to find my master's. And mm. in 2017, I decided, you know what, I'm going to find this and mm-hmm. I'll do it part time. So now I'm getting confirmed in a permanent position. I'm trying to 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 woman up mm. and, and produce good works. And all eyes are on me because you had a lot of my my field is very male dominated. Mm-hmm. And what I did really entailed me to drive four by four big cars and go into the rurals. Mm. So now you have a lot of people who are saying she can't do it and you want to prove that. So you've proven not just them, you also proven it to yourself that you can win in that area. And mm. you also have, I'm a very outgoing person. You want to have a I'm very bubbly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so there's also the social life. You want to mm. win in that area. You also mm. want to travel. You want, you want, yeah. So I think the biggest thing, not just academic, because that that was given. I I had to I had to see the value in this. I had to see mm-hmm. the return. So that was given. I had to do best. So now imagine doing that and also trying to win in all other areas. And then your relationships with your friends, the relationships mm-hmm. with your parents, the relationships in every corner with your colleagues. Because you've gone for two weeks. Yeah, it was a part time um, 
um, module. So you, you're gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You have to come back and make sure that they understand that now you 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 back and you want mm. to learn what has happened so it and was you're, really you're constantly catching up exactly catching up with your books you're catching up at home you're catching up with your friends at work you're trying to keep up with the pace and and always be in the know because you don't want them to ever find a reason for them to say well You've got too much on your plate. You clearly Perfect. can't handle this. Perfect. I think you've just, you've nailed it really. You've put it, yeah. So, in, and also in my finances, I wanted to show that I, I could you do could this. Do it. Yeah. Do this. I could, I could self-fund myself. I would, um, you know, I could self-fund. I could still be able to enjoy my life. If mm. I wanted to go get Starbucks, I could do that. <laughs> I could still go in a shopping space. So it was really, it was, it, it was, kind of difficult I must say trying Mm. to to balance everything but I did make it happen Mm -hmm. I did make it happen and I think it also created a lot of resilience where I am currently with um with doing further in your your academic uh career Mm -hmm. uh in an uncertain time when you've also left your job because I had to resign. So oh, now you've had to you resign. You don't have the security of the, have the security yeah. in an uncertain time. And then there's just um, a lot of pressure. But I think going through that resilience and learning the principle of balance mm. has helped me put myself self in the equation. So currently I'm able to say, you know what, I'm stressed. I'm going to do my nails. And I'll take, you know, I'll take time to just focus on me today. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed. I'm going to steam my face. I'm going to, to, to watch a movie. I'm so, yeah, I think it helped me come back. Yeah. Give, give myself a break and also put myself in the equation Mm. without taking any extreme because you can, you can be too hard on yourself and you can also be very slacking on yourself. Mm. You can decide I'm taking a break. I'm focusing on myself but then your academics can suffer. So you need to know how to balance all of those areas in your life and still woman up and mm. meet every every area because every area is you. Yes. None of it deserves a bigger piece of you. They are mm. all part of you and that balance is important. So if someone were to ask you, can women have it all? What would your answer be? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Every, the all is... I think any human really can have it all mm-hmm. because the all is is given to us. We are part of the environment and the environment is us. Mm-hmm. Can they have it all? Yes, they can have it all. Can they manage it all? Yes, they can have it. Uh, they can manage it all as long as it's directed. Mm-hmm. As long as it's directed. That's that's the, that's the only thing I can say. If you are direct directful in what you want to do mm. and you're strategic about it, then you can make sure that all areas of your life are good. But if you're going to be putting your hands in many cookie jars, mm. sometimes that can work to your disadvantage unless you know why you're doing it. So you can run multiple businesses, for instance, mm. as long as you know what the end goal is. If you're going to do anything without direction and a goal, mm. then the answer would be no. But if it's directed, definitely, yes. Okay. And you've mentioned that you had a lot of support from your mother. Um, Would you be able to look back and pinpoint um, key people that have either, because I think when it comes to women having it all, I think, yes, you can have it all. Sometimes not all at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes, most times, if you have the right support structure, then you can. Yeah. Um, so would you say looking back, you you can identify two or three people that have supported you in such a way that you were able to achieve the things that you set out to achieve? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think at the top of my mind, the first person, and I always talk about them, is my mentor. Mm. I've had a mentor since I was 16. And he's actually the only one who knew I was doing environmental sciences besides my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So he knew exactly what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And he's been directing me and or guiding me in the sense of what's your next step now. So Mm -hmm. with him, his support hasn't been on the you can do it girl kind of tip. He's always on, 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 on the sense of you've accomplished this. What now? Okay. So he keeps he keeps the wheel running for my mm. life. Then my mother has been also very supportive, but her support is in the sense of having someone to always <laughs> cry to, mm. uh, uh, show your frustrations because you need that. You you yes. you do need that. You yes. you do need someone a confident to to just say I'm stressed. Just just a crutch sometimes you know, that you can just, just lean on. Yes, you know, just to say I'm stressed. I I can't do this. And, and, and it's either they cry with you or oh, they make you a cup of tea or they make you a cup. Exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> or they you tell cry. you, yeah, or let you cry. And then, mm. or they tell you to get over yourself. Cause mm. my mom can, can take her one 360 degrees. She just changes and tells you, <laughs> okay. And then what, you know? So I, I also needed that emotional support. So mm. I think then the last, the, the, the last supportive system would be my friends. Mm. My very my my close friends have been supportive in the sense of I think this is what we do for each other in general. We understand what stage of your life you're in, and we give we we give you um your the necessary resources. If your mm. resource is that you need time to mm-hmm. to be you, we will let you be you without being gentle. If you need time to explore, we'll mm. let you be you without um being judgmental. And if you need time to 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 do whatsoever we let you you without being any judgment at any judgmental stage mm-hmm. so i think with them it has been allowing me to grow as a person from high school to university to work to university mm-hmm. without um thinking i have changed as a person but mm-hmm. growing with me in that change so yeah that three groups it has been my mentor in the pencil of uh, in the in the point of um, personal development mm-hmm. my mother but in essence my family really because i come from a very strong woman up woman-led uh, family mm-hmm. so my family in essence has been very supportive and they're all like mothers to me mm-hmm. then the last supportive structure would be my friends for allowing me to grow um over my my mama my stages of life mm-hmm. without being judged or without people thinking I've changed in some way because you have it's frustrating having to reintroduce yourself to people yes I think that's that's the worst thing that's the worst thing that can happen when you are going through a journey and then you have to say no but this is what I like now this is Mm. not me from yesterday you Mm. know it would be frustrating but I have very good friends and it's able to say 
I'm doing this now. They're like, oh, that's good. You've, mm. They can also pick points and say, you've always wanted to do this. I remember when you were doing this and yeah, so that's, that's good. That's oh, that's fine. amazing. It, it seems, sounds like you, you was, you and your friends have grown together because I, I find that a lot of friendships don't, people say, oh, people change or friendships die or someone has neglected the other. But sometimes it's just that, outgrowing each other and it ha- it can happen it so happens, naturally yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's really really special when you find friends who you grow with even mm. if you're growing in different directions and you allow each other to grow in different directions but still exactly. maintain the core friendship that's that's exactly. beautiful yeah that is amazing and and i it would be a shame not to mention them and appreciate them appreciate them in that light because they've also i'm they've also grown in different into different persons and different Mm. women but we've always just allowed ourselves to be our individual selves in that i do think though it's because maybe um going to boarding school teaches you to 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 create such strong communities Mm. i'm I'm not sure but we most of us are from we were in the same girls school Mm -hmm. boarding school so we created we created strong communities and and Mm. it's quite amazing i cannot wait to to have my kids playing with their kids and also seeing them form those relationships yeah. if they if they want to that is yeah <laughs> and how's been the experience of you've had the experience of staying in a boarding school right in the school mm. environment with peers age mates going through different things how's been the experience on the flip side where you're now an adult and you come into a student accommodation and you're living with other international students who have their own or going through their own personal cultural growth uh, and, and academic growth as well and then you're put in lockdown you know a whole global pandemic and you're all in one house how's been that experience for you yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you actually asked that. Well, it's been really awkward. I won't lie. It's been really mm-hmm. awkward. And I think when you come with a lot of expectations to mm-hmm. a student, um, stu- to a student hall, my expectation, which was um, something that was proposed to me by my school, because my school found this one for me. Like okay. it's a vibrant place. There are a lot of things to do, the events and, mm-hmm. and that and that and that. So... I came here with a lot of um, expectations, travel and club. Mm. This is what I'll do. I had it written out and then oh. there's lockdown. So <laughs> all so of now, that is taken away. You know, yeah. But I had to be intentional about creating an experience that I, w- I wouldn't regret. Mm. Um, and I, I sought out to look for those events myself. So uh when I first saw, for instance, Body Combat sign up poster, I was like, I'm signing up for that. Mm-hmm. When I saw Yoga sign up poster, I was like, I'm signing up for that. You know, I was like, I'll definitely make sure I sign up for things. When I saw the before this current lockdown, when I saw the traveling club, I was like, I'm signing up mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And I think in as much as my expectations were kind of diminished when mm-hmm. when we came here, but the goal didn't change because I was like, I'm going to make experiences. So that's what I've been trying to do. And I think it has also been easy for me to be able to approach people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, cause I'm a Shivna student, a Shivna student. So 
when I saw someone else was a Shivna, I was like, oh, you're a Shivna. So mm-hmm. we were able to form a relationship from them. Mm-hmm. And when I saw other people, I was like, oh, hi, you're from Malawi. Mm-hmm. I'm from Swaziland. So I've been able to to kind of say, listen, the goal was to make good experiences and form yes. um, and form friendships that will last because that's what Ish is about. That's what Ish presents itself to be. Mm-hmm. So I will do that regardless of the situation. And yeah, I'm not sure if I've answered you, but I think it no, it has. You, you it, really, it, it's more, it's not even about the answer. I, I just, yeah. it, it's hearing your experience because I am talking to different students and residents, mm-hmm. right? And everyone's got a unique perspective. And for some people, you know, the global pandemic, people react to things differently. For some people, mm-hmm. it's just, that's the end. You know, it's hopelessness. It's, oh God, like there's nothing else to live for. And yeah. just oh, my, my uni mm-hmm. experience is, is ruined, you know? And yeah. so, and unfortunately, you're in a space where you can't even just pack and leave, you know, because you're, you're literally in a lockdown. So I think just hearing different people's experiences and stories have, has been very illuminating for me to say, oh, OK, people mm. respond and react to things differently. Some people see mm. opportunity. Some people will see a closed door, you know, and yeah. I think when you as as an audience then listen to something like this and say oh okay there's there's other ways of looking at things and going through life you know sometimes maybe what i'm seeing is just a limited version maybe there's even more so i i'm really glad that you shared that that you you changed your mindset that you weren't going to give up on the goal which for you was that yeah. friendship and that experience yeah even if yeah. it meant in a confined space so be it with the people that are there so be yeah. it that's amazing an intentional battle that is of waking up in every day and renewing your mind yes and just making sure that you say okay remind yourself what the objective is is, mm-hmm. renew your mind and put yourself in a good perspective wow yeah. that's that's such a powerful yeah. mindset and i hope someone listening to this today will be like okay you know there <laughs> is life in lockdown <laughs> in lockdown oh, you have to life. make life otherwise you'd go crazy you'd, yeah. you'd go crazy i've also learned to be self-reliant you know mm. you can't expect a lot from people i did mention about my support structure but you can't expect them to be always there they also have yes they also have their own things going on the pandemic is, is it real, affects guys. It everyone <laughs> and it's everyone yeah. at the same time i think that's the point where it's it's difficult to comprehend because sometimes you think oh i'm i'm going through this someone should mm-hmm. be there for me or someone should be helping me but when you think about it, this thing happened to everyone everyone at the same everyone. time Everyone. So obviously everyone, so. everyone's sort of affected in some way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to be self-reliant, really. You have mm. to um I grew up as an only child, so it it's easy for me to say my mom has not called me. And I do sometimes get at my big age, I do that. I'll be like <laughs> She hasn't called me. She hasn't responded to my message. What's wrong with her? Doesn't yeah. she know I'm, I'm, I'm away and there's lockdown and I'm going through a lot. It's exam period. <laughs> then I have to remind myself, okay, but this was your decision. You decided yeah. to go all the way to UK and you mm. know, so what do you want her to do? Then mm. I'm like, okay, coming back to center, come back to self, <laughs> be self-reliant, <laughs> you know. Just finding so, that, that inner strength. 
Exactly. Because I think one thing the pandemic has sort of shown people is how strong we are. I think sometimes we Mm -hmm. forget because we go through so many things and you think, oh, I can't possibly. But then you go through a pandemic and your mental health is still intact. Yeah. Um, You're still able to find joy in just everyday things, even in a Mm -hmm. confined space. That is such a huge achievement. And that speaks mm-hmm. so much to the strength, that inner strength that people have that sometimes unless tested, you don't even know is there. So I, I think that came, that was like a, you know, pat <laughs> on the back for everyone. You're pretty strong. You're, you've yeah. got this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Cause I think it has also made a lot of people come out of their comfort zones in mm. the sense of trying new things. We have a lot of webinars going on now. Yeah. We have a lot of new products in the markets, mm-hmm. um, homemade products. That is, we have a lot of innovation and mm. you are right. I think it has kind of said, listen, it's either you swim with the sharks or you drown. So yeah. many people are swimming and yeah. we, we, we like that. Let's swim. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for this conversation. It's been really good getting to know you, getting to know what you're passionate about. I'm so happy I got to speak to another determined person who's like, <laughs> I want to do this and I yeah. will do it. And finding yeah. that way to do it. Because I think it's it's such a... It's, you can overlook it and think that, oh, you know, I just did this, but it's, it really tells a lot about you and I, it can actually motivate and inspire someone who's thinking, oh, how do I get to do what I want to do? Where do I find that mm-hmm. inner strength? Sometimes just making, having that resolve and then finding people who can support you. So you found yeah. a mentor, you found strength in your mom and you have a good support system and your friends and that's helped you and that's empowered you to be able to go forth knowing that oh okay like i don't have to literally stand alone um, yeah. by myself and you you're in a field where you had to conquer the whole it's a male dominated field mm. it's not a very popular field for africans mm. for african yeah. women to be more precise exactly yeah it's not one of those soft office jobs right mm. um and you're going for a high office you want poly you want to be in that office where they're making making decisions decisions. (laughs) thank you so much for sharing this 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 part of your story and i i hope i get to see you grow and and follow more of your story because you know i i love listening to people and learning about about people's um individual stories because i feel like everyone has a has so much to share and sometimes you just don't get the platform so i'm hoping that you know through podcasts like these people get to know oh wow okay you can be (laughs) from swaziland and study environmental um courses and then go on to the corporate side the business side and i mean you're getting into climate change which i know like as an african that that's not that's not our forte we we don't talk enough about um climate change and the impact of you know how we do business on the environment and yet our environment sustains most of our businesses exactly (laughs) exactly rely on it so much so to see more individuals coming up into that space and females i Mm. i'm yeah yes yes Please. Yes, no, definitely. I think we also need to start uh, start localizing the climate change um, phenomenon. We need yes. to start because uh, what what has created many African people from distancing themselves from the climate change agenda is that it has been looped 
from the developed perspective a lot. Yes. So what I, and I'm really conscious about this and I am intentional about it to localize the climate change agenda and localize environmental protection. If I can ask, what's your research topic on? I'm actually looking into corporate uh, involvement in sustainable development goals within Mm -hmm. Eswatini. Um, awesome. So you're localizing your research. I'm localizing. I really, I, I, I really believe in localizing mm. uh, things, especially when it comes to global phenomenons like mm. this. It, 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 even when we're talking about climate change heroes, let's localize them. Let's look yes. at in your country who's your climate change hero. Let's start yes. talking about those things. And we have, I mean, society has a lot of um, differences in terms of implementing things. So we need to start looking at how we in our different countries can localize things and implement sustainable business practices or individual practices from our local perspective, really. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So those are the African solutions to African problems that people are always saying, you know, God, do this this is it in in practice. And I'm super proud that you're doing this. Ah, (laughs) Tatenda (laughs) Musa. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Join me next week for another great conversation on uni, life, and ish. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, which is available on all your favorite streaming platforms. 